Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty Spotlight Interviews. I am Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with the insights from a different perspective of Business Fight Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. Hi, this is Katie. This conversation was recorded during the COP26 Climate Summit in Glasgow, sharing the insights and observations of people from around the world who have joined together in Glasgow for this event. You are going to hear their perspectives, their hopes and fears. I hope you enjoy them. Hi, Rika. Hi, Charlotte. Do you have an easy time in the COP getting registered? Absolutely. I mean, quite exciting to see so many people out there. So, you know. It's very exciting as a COP, isn't it? Isn't it really nice that it's been called the Forest COP? Absolutely, and it was really positive to see all these announcements coming out yesterday about forests and indigenous people. I mean, given that Health and Harmony has been doing planetary health for 15 plus years, working with indigenous communities to put them in the driver's seat of change, and that was our ambition, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the right so time for it. Right? We managed it. Yay. One for nine. <laughs> 1.7? 1.7 billion? Absolutely. That'd be great. And so many indigenous leaders represented, right? Yes, it's actually the biggest community, uh, biggest delegation. 14 class from Brazil. And our old Juma Shapaya, Marcela Salazar. Yes. Leading at the front. Fantastic. So, yes. But I think what remains to be seen is how they will bring this money to the communities. They made the commitment. Yes, exactly. Will they be able to actually deliver this commitment in the next 18 months? And the question is how? Well, I think that we need to see really communities, businesses, uh, governments come together and try to support, relieve the pressure on forests, support alternative livelihoods and try to get together. Yeah, I mean, I saw the fact that this this is where it really engaged the private sector. But what concerns me is, or I would like to know is, the how. Because as we practice business and policy, all the stakeholders talk, but I haven't seen them interact. I haven't seen an intersection of their work yet. Have you? Not yet, no. And that's what remains to be seen, right? How we how we relieve the pressure, how we support local communities and um, relieve the pressure on the forest so that people don't have to destroy their ecosystem to survive. I mean, what's, what's been an interesting learning journey for me in my role raising finances for communities is the solutions are so interlinked, right? They really break down silos. They're messy. They're not clean. They'll talk about education. They'll talk about livelihood. They'll talk about healthcare. And my very ordered brain always thought, wait, these are, these are separate things, right? You need healthcare. No, no, no. You need livelihood. No, no, no. You need this, right? Uh, and then when you mix it up and mash it up and go to someone, they're like, you should go to the healthcare department. No, you need to go to so-and-so, right? But we figured out that actually, no, it's an integrated proposal invested in them. So I suppose business needs to think like that too. Yes, right? and that's exactly why you need to put indigenous communities back into the driver's seat because they're the guardians of the forest. They know everything is linked and everything works together. And, you know, they know how to protect the forest and think in the right way. Right. But if I was a business, how would I engage with this? Well, I think the first step is to listen to communities and, you know, 
radical listening is a great example of going there, listening to what people need and what's the solution to protect the forest. And then what would I change as a business? Would I just go and put the money? Or how do I get a return? I think we all need to integrate natural capital into the thinking, right? It's not about being competitive by having the lowest production price, but having a price that values the natural capital, that values people and put them back in the center. Because, you know, if we all make money and business thrive, but then we have destroyed the planet and no one is there to see that in 10 years. What's so the point like of it? COVID has thrown a light the natural capital risks, right? And, and the damage to business was far more than the price business would have paid. Yeah, it's been a great reminder of it. So, you know, if you price up the cost of COVID and put it into the conversation, then yes, you should definitely protect the forest, uh, make sure there are no pandemics that are going to completely stop the Almost like an environment tax. Now, that idea was also floated yesterday. Yes, uh, lots of conversation happening around taxes, cost of carbon, internal pricing of carbon. So the best solution, I think, is going to depend on countries because there's not one fits all. Yes. And I, I think we also need to move just beyond measuring carbon to being a little more holistic in the measure. Yes. Um, you know, it's not just about the carbon pricing. It's about the whole biodiversity and everything, as you said, on the intersection of that, everything that's around it. I think it's heartening to see the conversations we followed at Jeff, to see that they've integrated natural solutions, biodiversity and reforestation back in the conversation. And, and they're, they're looking definitely at funding and financing integrated solutions, which is something we always said. But it's nice that it's back on the table. Yes. And then hopefully we'll see more uh, comprehensive solutions coming out of it. Yeah. No point just planting trees for planting trees. You've got to support the communities yeah. around it. And they did it, right? So monoculture doesn't help. We don't need exotics planted because they actually are more harmful than doing a better job of you know, protecting the existing standing canopy. And if you like what you've heard today, please do rate and subscribe to us. I would also love to hear your feedback. So please do drop me a line at any time. I'm Katie at businessfightspoverty.org. Many thanks. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. 